One of the books I was reading not too long before going to train for ordination was The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. It caused quite a stir at the time, suggesting Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. But in the midst of the book, there was a quote by the one real living person who was mentioned in the book, the Reverend Canon Professor Martin Percy. The quote was taken from an interview Father Martin had with an obscure Italian publication in which he said, the Bible didn't come down from heaven on a fax machine. Father Martin was at that time the principal of Ripon College Cudston and he interviewed me before offering me a place there to train for ordination. Now a few years later, he is Dean of Christchurch Cathedral, Oxford, where Father Richard Piers, who many of you will remember leading our vision day earlier this year, is now the sub-dean. Such a small world it becomes. The Bible didn't come down from heaven on a fax machine. A controversial statement, but one which is true. A copy of the Bible, fully written, did not suddenly appear. It is a collection of books, originally written in different languages. At some point, the church has decided which books are in and which books are out. And then it's been translated into so many different languages, including English. So the quote I've heard at times, if the King James Bible was good enough for St. Paul, it's good enough for me, isn't too true really, where St. Paul wasn't writing in Elizabethan English. In the Old Testament, there's a Pentateuch, the first five books so important, so central to the Jewish faith. There are Psalms containing hymns sung in worship, Joyful psalms, sorrowful psalms, psalms which you are to sing when processing, angry psalms too. There are books containing prophecies by major prophets and minor prophets. There are books of kings and chronicles telling some of the history of the people of Israel. There are books containing wisdom literature, advice for living. Some of these were handed down orally for many generations before being put on paper, conveying a message behind the words, a deeper understanding of a message rather than being taken literally. Parts of Genesis, for example, share much with similar stories in other ancient Near Eastern religions, including the creation and the flood narrative. Leviticus had lots of rules, many of which we break on a daily basis. Who, I wonder, enjoys eating bacon or shellfish? Who is wearing polycotton? All of these things we are apparently not able to do. Rules, some of which were appropriate for ritual or safety reasons, but do not apply so much today. So why then do we take other things in Leviticus and say that applies for all time? There's the, there's the Apocrypha, books which some Christians are unsure whether they should or should not be in the Bible. 
They're found at the end of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, there are four Gospels chosen from a greater number of Gospels written. There is the Acts of the Apostles, an account of the life of the early church. There are pastoral letters to various new churches, some written by St. Paul, some not. There's a book of Revelation, the final book of the Bible, describing visions John received in Patmos. This is a varied canon of scripture, helping us to understand our faith, helping us to grow in faith. The inspired word of God, rather than being written firsthand by God, God inspired humans to write these words, which have been translated so many times, and errors in translation may well have crept in, as well as changes of understanding of words as time goes by. Jesus is seen as being the second Adam, reconciling that which was divided through the first Adam at the start of Genesis. Jesus said that he did not come to replace the law and prophets, but to fulfill them. The Old Testament points then towards the new, towards Jesus. Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? And he replied, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. The Ten Commandments, so important to the people of Israel, were summed up by Jesus in those few words. We are reminded of this in today's epistle to the new community of Christians in Colossae in Asia Minor. You are chosen and loved by God. Have compassion, have kindness, have humility, meekness and patience in your dealings with other people. You have been forgiven by God, so forgive each other and clothe yourselves in love. Oh, and have the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts. Teach and admonish each other, help other people to turn away from things which are wrong and learn more about following Jesus together. That is, love your neighbor as yourself. As you are thankful to God, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Love the Lord your God, in other words. We can only start to imagine what must have been going on amongst the Christians in Colossae for Paul to have written this letter in response. But there are suggestions they were accepting non-Christian teachings and adopting a sort of Gnosticism where people are searching for knowledge rather than Jesus. So, so Paul reiterates, keep Jesus at the center of your lives. There is so much going on in the world today and so much that seems to try to pull us away from our faith. There are also many who try to cause division within the church, to damage it, maybe in an in attempt to destroy it. But we are reminded by today's epistle, as in so much of the scriptures, focus on Jesus, base everything on love.
love of God, love of others, love of self, and work for peace and unity inside and outside the church. Within Vale Church, we are a diverse community with different backgrounds, different politics, different socio-economic statuses, different educational backgrounds, male, female, young, old, single, partnered, married, physically disabled, and fit as a fiddle, and everything in between all of those, to be honest. There is so much that maybe suggests we might not belong together, but we are united in following Jesus, trying to be formed more into his likeness, living together in love as this different community of people, each person different, each person unique, but working together for God's kingdom. And by trying to live in that way, our lives are changed our decisions about how we use our gifts, talents, and resources are changed if we try to become more and more like Jesus. The Bible didn't come down from heaven on a fax machine, but the Bible is the inspired word of God, helping us in our Christian journeys to learn more about following Jesus, deepening our faith, and living together in love. Let us share that love with all whom we meet, inside and outside the church. God is love, and those who live in love live in God, and God lives in them.